welcome to the Dallas Soccer Show. I'm Dustin Nation. Before we get started, I've got a couple of announcements to get out of the way. Firstly, as we announced on Twitter, the Dallas Soccer Show and Armand Kafai have mutually agreed to part ways. Armand announced that he's taken a position with FC Dallas, which he couldn't pass up, and we are so happy for him, and obviously we wish him nothing but the best, but that does mean that he will not be on the Dallas Soccer Show uh, until that is no longer a thing. So um, thank you to Armand for all the time he put into the show last year. Uh, But in his stead, we're calling up somebody you are already familiar with, Jonathan Roz. Jonathan has a heart for the fan base, so don't be surprised if you see him in the stands conducting interviews with the fans for our shows. Um, But yeah, to kick things off this season, we're actually going to give the the reins to Jonathan, give him his own show. So take it away, Jonathan. Hello, fellow FC Dallas fan, and welcome to a special fan-focused edition of the Dallas Soccer Show. I'm your host, Jonathan Roz. I expect Dustin and Tristan will be joining me for an upcoming season kickoff show in the next couple of weeks, so keep an eye out for that. And at the end of today's show, you can hear some fan interviews with their thoughts going into the season uh, that I recorded at the uh, the, the Austin Bold FC scrimmage game uh, against FC Dallas. But first, I'm being joined by the the one and only uh, Louis Dollar, uh, the president of the El Matador supporter group for FC Dallas. Um, hey, Louise, uh, welcome to the show. I'm honored to be here, Jonathan. I just can't wait to get started. <laughs> All right. Um, so I figured it makes sense just to get a little bit of intro about you for uh, for people who don't know uh, about you. Can you can you tell me a little bit about how you got um, interested or involved in soccer to begin with? Yeah, for sure. Um, as Jonathan said, my name is Luis Dollar. I am the president of El Matador Suborders Group. Um, we're located in the Beer Garden, for those of you who are uh, unaware. Um, my soccer life really began um, from very, very early on. Uh, my dad played um, soccer all the way up until Division One, um, college ball. He unfortunately suffered uh, many injuries, and that kind of derailed his career going forward. Um, so that was kind of unfortunate, but my whole family has been involved, um, with soccer. I mean, as, as early on as I can remember, um, half my family is from Uruguay, South America. My grandpa played for one of the famous clubs in Uruguay, Peñarol. Um, so we, we go way back, um, with football and, um, I have some relatives that are in the Uruguayan Federation as well. So soccer has been something I've in my life, um, my whole life and, um, I'm still, still, still keeping with it. So. All right. That, that, that's great. And, and I guess, um, you know, you're, you're definitely involved as, uh, you know, from a supporter group perspective. So what was it that, you know, you talked about your heritage growing up with your, with your family being, uh, interested in soccer. What, what made you want to get involved in a supporters group like El Matador? Yeah. You know, one of the things, um, you know, when SC Dallas first moved to Frisco and we'd go up to a couple of games a year, I always saw those, those, um, people sitting in 117 in those bleachers that are, they're banging drums, waving flags. I was like, I want to sit with those guys. Those guys are cool. Um, and so from a very young age, middle school, I, I, I noticed, um, the remnants of what, what, what would I would come to know as EM, um, over there in the 117 bleachers. And, um, that's kind of first piqued my interest. Um, it wasn't up until high school, um, until I officially joined EM in 2014, 
um, because I had a car so I could actually go to the games by myself. Um, Because, you know, when you go with your parents, you want to sit with your parents. You don't want to, like, be rude and say, hey, I'm going to go and sit with those other guys while y'all watch the game. And so um, once I got a car, I was uh, fully on board, and they welcomed me with open arms. That was one of the things with EM early on is that um, part of my reasoning for going to EM at the time as well is, there was an age restriction on the beer garden. Um, and so the only option for me who, as, as a fan who wanted to engage in supporters culture was EM. And then obviously the Hispanic culture as well is something that really intrigued me. Um, and so that's kind of how I got really into EM. And from uh, when did you start you know, thinking about becoming more of a, a leader there? Uh, I, don't, I don't know when you became president, but I mean, what, was there something specific um, that made you think, you know, I, I don't want to just be involved, but I want to take a leadership role. Yeah, you know, one of the interesting things that makes EM special is kind of the lack of hierarchy within the um, the group. There's not like one, one person who's like in charge. It's more organic. Everybody pitches in whatever they can. And so from very early on, um, it was made very apparent to me that as soon as I joined the group, I mean, everybody was kind of on an even playing field. It was almost like we democratized the supporters group. It was, it was really cool. Um, to just see that. And I, I, I don't know, I think leadership comes naturally to me. Um, I tend to, to be a good speaker. I tend to um, be very good with meeting new people. Um, and so from a very early on, I, I, I really kind of relish the role of being a, a, a leader within EM. And like I said, there's not really a structured hierarchy at EM. Um, so even when I say I'm the president, it, it's, it's more of like the, the queen of England at this point. Um, it's, more, it's more of like I, I'm the face on social media. I'm the one that everybody contacts and, and, and gets, a, gets a hold with. Um, but everybody at EM is is, is basically on, a, on an equal playing field. Um, and so that was one of the intriguing, intriguing things about EM just in general, um, getting, um, getting started with them. It, it, it gives the opportunity to, to, to join some podcasts and, and talk about what the group is doing, which, which, which is obviously a good thing. Um, so when we think, so when I go to games, obviously I, I, I've, uh, you know, I, I've noticed EM, you know, back when uh, you guys used to be on the, what would be the South side, Mm -hmm. um, uh, now you're on the North side of the stadium, the beer gardens, uh, outside of kind of just the, you know, the obvious things during the day, you know, the, the, the chanting and making noises, you know, are there, you know, what other kind of activities is uh, El Matador drive or what, what kind of things is El Matador involved in outside of the game day? Yeah, so obviously we focus our group on being a supporters group on game. That, that's always number one. But like you said, we do do other things as well as any other supporters group would do. Um, so the big things are obviously the tailgates before the games. Those are always massive for us. Um, and then I guess side note, I think we'll, we'll probably touch on opening day here pretty soon. But um, we have a massive tailgate for opening day. Um, if you're interested, come by. We have uh, really good food, uh, free alcohol, free drinks. Um, all ages are welcome. So that's, that's a side note on tailgates, but we also host watch parties. Um, and then we also have like just a bunch of parties within the group that aren't really officially EM sponsored parties. Um, but whether it's Rangers games, stars games, Mavs games, we'll all go out as a group and, and, and hang out and have a good time. So um, those are basically the things we do outside of um, Toyota stadium. Well, it sounds like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a big group of friends who love soccer and, you know, Love to love to in, enjoy the game and support FC Dallas. One hundred. It is a big happy family. We we welcome everybody uh, of all ages, and I mean the, the camaraderie that I've um, gotten to um, know within EM has, has really been life changing, and I think for a lot of people as well. So that's one of the things about EM is just so so amazing. Is we're so welcoming to all ages, all all different 
all different types of people. And so, yeah, no, we're, we're, it, it, it's a big party at all times. <laughs> well, the, is there, so, so obviously uh, the, the season's going to be kicking off here in a couple of weeks. Uh, from an EM perspective, is there anything that you guys are doing, any, any big plans for, um, for this season? Yeah. So, um, this off season, um, this was the first off season that I, um, had a lot of, I guess, downtime to really put in the work, um, to, to grow our group in, in every, uh, way, shape or form. Um, so this year, uh, I'm happy to announce and I've, I've tweeted about it. Um, and it got a lot of play on social media is this off season we've been working with, um, the academies of, F- of SC Dallas. We've also been working with Matt Denny over at NTSC, um, our goal and, and really my vision, and I think one of the things that makes FC Dallas FC Dallas is we pride ourselves on our academy. We pride ourselves on player development. We pride ourselves on those kids. Um, and what we started to notice is throughout the past couple of years, uh, we'd have academy kids come and sit with us and they, they, they always enjoyed it. And they, they really, um, really loved the experience. And so I said, hey, I'm going to go talk to Chris Hayden, obviously the, um, the director of, of FC Dallas uh, Youth. And I said, Let, let's let's get these kids going to games and sit with us and, and creating that next generation of FC Dallas fam. Um, because that's that's also something that's really important as a supporters group is to grow that next generation. I mean, we all get older, you know. I joined the group when I was 16. I'm now 22. Um, and so that was really important to me. And so for opening day, we are going to have, oh, man, we're going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of academy kids. The whole NTSC roster is going to be there um, for opening oh, wow. day. Um, and so we're working with Matt, like I said, we're, we're, we're working with Chris to get those kids out to as many games as possible. Obviously, their schedules are really booked, you know, playing those, the, playing for the academy, man. You're, you're, you're traveling all over the place playing tournaments. But luckily enough for us, opening day was open for their schedule. And so we'll have a bunch of academy kids and, and, and the whole NTSC uh, roster as the, uh, at, at the game as well. And so we're excited to, to get the, um, um, the relationship with, with the FC Dallas Academies going this season. No, that's that's really cool. It's an interesting idea, and it it makes me think. So you know, the I think it was two years ago, um, the El Matador moved from their you know their their the prior location right into the into the Beer Gardens. Is that um, I guess I guess a couple of things, right? You know, has that impacted things? And then also, I guess you know when I when I think about the Beer Garden, and then now you're talking about you know bringing the academy kids. You know, does that make some of that stuff more difficult? Does that impact anything, or do you? Or does that not really make a difference? Yeah. So I'll hit on that last thing you said. Um, usually when Academy kids are want to come to games, there is the links that they're given through their, uh, through the emails of, of, you know, to the parents or whatever, they're usually not tickets in the beer garden. Um, yeah. And so, and, and, and again, that goes back to, obviously we did have the rule, um, you know, going back for years that it had to be 21 and up to sit in the beer garden. Obviously that's changed. And that was primarily changed due to the fact that we are a supporters group of all ages. We don't discriminate on age. We think anybody can be a supporter and chant and cheer and have a good time. And so one of the, the struggles at the beginning was, uh, was first of all, just getting that rule change. Um, but once we got that rule change, um, it allowed things to become a little bit more um, accessible to people of all ages. And so um, the, the kids, um, 
we're working with, with the front office and, and seeing if those, those links that are sent to their parents can um, have the option for beer garden and not just be this, the, the staple, this staple, you know, West side ones or whatever. Right. Um, so we're working with them on that. Um, and then, then in regards to our move, cause you brought it up. I mean, we've, we've been moving a lot actually. Um, for those of you who, um, who pay attention, we started in one seventeen. Um, obviously once the construction started, they put us into the, the corner of the, uh, the South, I guess it's South East corner, I believe. Um, yep. and, and that was brutal, um, as well. Um, and now we're in the beer garden. So we've been moving all over the place and, and there's a lot of pros and cons to us now being in the beer garden. Um, I can kind of go into those if, if, if you'd like, um, some of the positives that we found moving into the, the beer garden is, you know, it allows us to reach people that normally would not sit with us during games. Right. Um, so historically speaking, um, the beer, the beer garden was viewed as the supporter section, just historically speaking. Yep. And so us, us being in the beer garden allowed us to, um, to hit a new, new demographic of people that are normally beer garden people because they want the cheap beer, but they also want to support the, you know, the team. And so that, that's been a positive for us. And then also, you know, working with DBG, I think, um, historically speaking, for those of you, um, who are, um, plugged into the, the SG culture at, at SC Dallas, um, there hasn't been a good relationship between the two groups. Um, and that, that's for, for numerous reasons, um, that we can get into later if you'd like, um, but now, um, with the new leadership that we have at EEM and the new leadership we have at DBG, I mean, our relationship is the best it's ever been, um, at least in my tenure um, with EEM. Are there specific things you're, the, the groups are doing to try to build that relationship? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, the big ones that everybody can see are TIFOs. Um, those are obviously the, the big ones that, um, that are always brought up. Um, and speaking of TIFOs, the opening day – TIFO for this year, I have a feeling it's going to go viral. I think it's going to be something that everybody enjoys. It's, it's really good. Um, we're almost at, we think our last painting session is this Sunday. Um, so, um, which would be, I think it's the 16th, I, I, one of those days. Uh, but anyways, opening day TIFO is going to be really, really nice. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Um, but other than TIFOs, you know, one of the tough things with us moving to the garden is the clash of cultures between the two groups. Um, and obviously if you've been on social media the past couple of years, there has been plenty of criticism of the noise coming out of the garden. Um, and I say noise because it sounds like just noise at times. And I, and I, and we both, in both groups, we, we, we do understand, um, the critique. One of the tough things is, is when you have a clash of cultures is, is being a cohesive unit. Um, but to our credit, we are working, uh, almost day in, day out now. I mean, we're, as the season gets closer. We're texting each other all the time, new ideas for chance, new ideas for timings of chance. But it's even two years into this whole thing, it's every game's a practice. It feels like. Um, and so, yeah, there is difficulty with it, but you know, we're all humans and you know, we, we, at the end of the day, we all have the end goal of supporting this club. Um, but when there is a class of cultures, there will be, um, you know, some negative, negative, negative side effects to that. And so, uh, but we're we're doing the best we can. Um, and I think this year, and I, I'll go ahead and say this, um, this year we're working with the front office to get song sheets on every wow. seat for every game. Um, so this is obviously something we've never had in the past, or at least not to my knowledge. We, we might have had song sheets in the past, but not to my knowledge. Um, because that's been one of the complaints is like people are like, well, I, we'd love to join in. We just don't know the Spanish chant or we don't know this chant. And so we're trying to rectify that with um, – Hey, when you walk in the stadium, you just, you get a little piece of paper and it has all the chance that we're going to do. And so that's something we've, we've really been working hard with the front office. So is that, is that geared towards just the beer gardens or are you talking about in general? 
just make- in general. Yeah. That's been yeah. one of the, the complaints from, um, from a lot of the casual. And okay. When I say casual, I'm not referring to the, the person's like fan, like level of fandom <laughs> for the club. I'm referring to the people that are not uh, supporters group members. Um, so it's not like a derogatory term whatsoever. Um, but when the casuals are on social media, um, you know, tweeting at us and saying, Hey, um, we're on the South side. We'd love to join in on so-and-so champ. We just don't know the words. Um, this is like something that's going to help them. Um, and then even in the beer garden, you'd be surprised the amount of people who still don't know the words to the songs we sing every single game. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to help everybody and it's going to make it, make it a lot better for uh, a lot better experience for just everybody. <laughs> So, so you mentioned uh, working with the front office. I think on a couple of occasions now, we'll, we're talking about getting the academy kids, uh, you, you know, more engaged, and then you know, with the with the song sheets. Is there? I guess ha, have you seen a change in the relationship with the front office over the last couple of years? And do do you feel like the the clubs being more active in trying to engage the supporter group? Yeah. So I kind of run down a quick history of like the relationship between at least. El Matador in the front office um, real quick. Um, historically speaking, the relationship with um, EM's leadership in the front office has been dicey at best. Um, past leadership groups have had um, combative periods with the FO for, for, for many of good reasons as well, I, I will say. Um, but it wasn't the best PR for the group. Um, and we understood this. Um, and uh, two years ago, we had a leadership change. Um, and I kind of came into the fold to, to take a lot of that, that front office talk. Um, and we, we sat down with the front office and, and said, Hey, new slate, new leadership. Let's, let's start on good terms. And ever since, you know, two years ago, 2017 and the start of that season, we've had um, tremendous um, gains within the front office um, in, in numerous things, um, which is a good thing to see. It, it's, it's good when your supporters group and front office are on healthy terms, um, especially for a club like us who, we struggle for things, you know, like attendance and we struggle for things like um, atmosphere. So it's, it's good. Um, that was one of the things that we, we really brought up is, Hey, let's start a new clean slate, no bad blood, leave everything in the past. And so, yeah, I mean, of late we've had really good success with them and um, they just hired a, a, a new, um, the new SG rep. I think Nicole Tillette, she is, um, she's fantastic. I think she's the head of member services as well, I believe. Well, yeah, I've um, seen some of her, her videos touting, you know, new, new, new things going live or the, the new app. Yeah. Okay. She, she is fantastic. Um, and so, so everybody who's going to get to know her, um, she worked for the Portland Timbers for seven years prior to this year. Uh, and she's the new SG, um, uh, rep as well. Um, so we're excited for her. We're already doing some 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 cool things that we'll be seeing later on in the season with her. Um, so all in all, um, historically speaking, right now our relationship with the front office is probably the best it's ever been, um, which is a good thing. Um, it's it's still a it, you know it's we're we're still grinding away for things we want, um, but we are on good terms with them right now. Which yeah. Is- I mean, I guess the most visible thing was, I think, last year, right? The the change with the introduction of smoke, right? Oh, um, for which, sure. You know, <laughs> which, 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 I, which I believe was something that the supporters group had pushed for 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 a number of years. Yeah, the, the smoke thing's very interesting. I think your your viewers will 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 find this um, kind kind of comedic. Um, so, like you said, I mean, we've been pushing for smoke for years. Uh, I know, I know, especially EM has. Um, we used to march in with smoke every game. Um, unfortunately. That got taken away. That's a whole different topic. Um, but uh, as for smoking in the stadium, we've been asking them for years. And it just so happened 
that at one meeting last season, at the very beginning of or last season, yeah, uh, at the very beginning of last season, at one of the initial meetings for the year, they hired a new lawyer for SC Dallas, and he happened to be at the meeting. And he's, he's a British guy, super. Uh, you, he, he had a beard at a meeting, so you, you, you could tell he's like a, 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 a proper football fan. And so we, again, for the thousandth time, brought up um, smoke. And right away, he was like, yeah, sure, we can do this. And it was really funny to see some of the people in that room who had told us for years, given us excuse after excuse as to why we couldn't have it, whether it was the police department or the fire department or um, Frisco um, city ordinance rules. But one meeting, their lawyer was there and he's like, yeah, sure, we can do that. And so we got smoke and that was massive. Smoke done massive. Everybody's been in, in love with the smoke and, uh, we're just so happy we finally have it. So, yeah, and it's interesting. I, I can tell you that uh, before talking to you, I, I wasn't even aware that there was a supporters group rep that actually works for FC Dallas. So that's, I mean, even, even if it's just one of her hats, right? I, I think that that's great that you guys have an official uh, person within the front office you guys can go to and, and discuss, um, you know, needs, wants, whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's Nicole's primary job. I think I'm, I'm looking her up now. She is the head of member services. So, but she is she's fantastic, and everybody who runs into her will will soon learn of how how great she is. So, all right. Well, you did mention so you know the the season opener coming up, um, big tailgate. So is that the is that the the 24 hour tailgate? Is that what's so we um, El Matador does not participate in the twenty four hour. Uh, that's DBG's thing, but oh, by okay. all by all means, uh, I, I I welcome anybody into support sculpture. Period. Obviously, I'd like you to come hang out with us. <laughs> but yeah, go hang out with DBG. They'll be there twenty four hours. Um, I don't really know the details of that because, um, but yeah, um, that's DBG's thing. But we'll get there around twelve o'clock on game day for that five o'clock kickoff, um, and we're going to be there early and. Uh, We'll be posting some of the food or food options on our social media accounts, um, but we're going to have a lot, and we're really looking forward to um, just the opening day, man. They can't get here soon enough. Uh, I, I would agree. It's the, uh, the the longest short off season in the world, at least at least it feels like it. Um, so, so you, if if somebody is interested in being involved with uh, El Matador um, or joining, uh, is there you know what's the Kind of what's the best way to get plugged in? Yeah, so obviously our social media is um, is the best way of doing this. Um, we you can follow us on Twitter at um, El Matador SCD, and then on Facebook as well at El Matador FC Dallas. And those are the best ways to get involved. And you can also follow me on on the social medias. I'm um, I'm pretty active on social media a lot. Um, um, at, at Luis Dollar Zero Nine on on Twitter, um, that's the best way. Just just shoot me a DM, um, and I'm 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 fully transparent, and I'll answer any questions you have. Um, but if you ever been, you know, one of the things I get a, a lot is, you know, I I really want to join y'all's group, but I just I just I'm antsy. I'm a little nervous. I don't know anybody. Um, the best thing I recommend for these people, um, and, and granted, I used to be one of these people, is come by a tailgate. Just come by. We're super open. We're super um, welcoming. Um, we'll break the ice very quickly. Um, and so, yeah, those are the best ways social media wise. And then, again, if you're new and you want to join, but you feel antsy or nervous, just come by a tailgate. Come find me in particular um, and just start up a conversation and we'll get you get into the group in no time. 
that, that that's great. So uh, I want I want to thank you uh, for for taking the time to to join the show. I, I think we're all looking forward to see what that uh, uh, that TIFO is. It's gonna gonna un, unfurl here in about two weeks. Um, like Luis said, you can find him on Twitter uh, at Luis Dollar um, and as always, you can find uh, the, the the show on Twitter, Dallas Soccer at Dallas Soccer Show, or on the web at DallasSoccerShow.com. Uh, if you stick around uh, after this interview, we're going to be playing some fan interviews that I recorded during the preseason match. Um, take a listen to some fan predictions, thoughts coming up. Uh, appreciate it. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jonathan. Have a good one. This is Jonathan from the from the Dallas Soccer Show. Uh, we're doing a fan on the street interviews, and uh, I've got a fan here who's uh, uh, seems seems excited because he's standing in the rain waiting for the preseason scrimmage to kick off. Uh, so, first of all, uh, what's your name? Timothy Langston. Hey, Timothy. Um, as as we're kicking off the season, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to from uh, FC Dallas perspective? Uh, right now, I just moved to Frisco, and mainly for FC Dallas. So I'm excited. Been watching Reggie Cannon and Paxton Pomacall kick butt uh, all over the place, so I'm excited to see that uh, continue. But also see the new uh, signees come in and, and just absolutely help us out. Is there is there anybody in particular? Obviously, you you mentioned uh, Reggie and Pax. Is there any anybody in particular you, you're looking forward to have a just a a a, a, a trend setting season or, or or something special? I haven't been keeping up with them, but Cal Jennings seems to be pretty interesting. Uh, I haven't seen any of the preseason stuff, but it seems like all the scrimmages are going pretty well for him, and uh, he seems to be really enjoying this uh, FC Dallas team. All right. Well, is there any, any other any other thoughts you have going in? Uh, no, I'm just excited. I want to win a cup. So <laughs> Kansas City did it, so uh, let's, let's have our guys go to the final. So first of all, um, what's your name? My name is Jeff. All right, Jeff. Um, so this year, as we're about to kick off, is there anything in particular from an FC Dallas perspective that you're looking forward to? I'm just excited. It seems like they brought in a couple new guys. The key with the, uh, you know, the um, on the hunts is they don't really spend money, but it seems like they've done that. They've brought in Thiago Santos and the striker from uh, Mexico. So I really think that um, those, just a couple of extra pieces. We already had a pretty good solid core, but um, some of those extra pieces, I hope, are really going to come uh, come through for us as the season goes on, and also the new winger we got from Philly as well. Is there is there anybody in particular as we're thinking about players that you're thinking that might have a breakout year, whether it be uh, one of the new players that you just mentioned or one of the existing players? Is there, is there anybody in particular that you're looking forward to to watching this year? I'm interested to see what happens with the uh, right back position. If Reggie gets sold, then that puts um, Brian Reynolds in that spot. So that could be interesting. Um, and then also now that Brian Acosta is not playing in the back of the midfield anymore, I'm I'm wondering what that's going to look like too. He, uh, as long as he doesn't keep shooting those moon balls, hopefully he can do some stuff for us. <laughs> he's, he's unfortunately famous for that. Yes, yeah. the, the the midfield is going to be going to be very packed this year. We were, I recognize you guys because you, you you made you made it out to the the end of season podcast. Um, first of all, could you just kind of introduce yourself? Well, what, what's your name? Uh, my name is Andrew. I live in Irving. And I'm Barry from Highland Village. All right, Andrew and Barry, are there is there anything in particular that you guys are looking forward to um, as this season kicks off? Uh, I, as a whole, uh, I'm interested because there's 
two new expansion teams. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, now that the CBA has been hashed out, I want to see. I want to see who's who's going to be the buyers and who's going to be the sellers. I don't know where FC Dallas is going to stand here, but I'm excited to see uh, what everybody else brings to the table, including FC Dallas, and uh, see how it plays out through the course of the summer. All right. What about you? What are you thinking about? Well, I'm excited about the season because uh, coming off of last season, we had new coach, Lucci joined. Um, every week I felt like there was a different forward as I designated striker, and, and we were... And I felt like we just weren't as gelled. We lost a couple of players. But this season, I feel like we've had a full year with a lot of our um, homegrown players. And, uh, and uh, we're seeing a lot more strengths. Uh, so I'm excited. Is there is there a particular player? You you, you mentioned uh, striker and homegrown player. Is there anybody in particular that you're, you're looking to to have a, a breakthrough season this year? Um, well, I think that uh, I've seen Ferreira... Comical and Cobra start stepping up, so I think all of them will be. Um, I'm hoping they come out the gate <laughs> doing good yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping Cannon uh, takes the next step and he uh, becomes a guy who uh, can make it to Europe and play on a team there. I uh, feel like we've had some guys in the past who get to that threshold, but then they don't take the next step. Calvin Costa probably being chief among them. Yeah. Uh, so he's probably the guy I'm. I'm looking at this year. I want to say. All right. Well, well, I think we're all excited for Reggie. Well, kind of excited for Reggie being here one more year, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. see. The season yeah. hasn't officially kicked off. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, it's great to see fans out here in the in in, in the rain watching the watching the scrimmage. Yeah. So they didn't let me bring in my burrito. So you know. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Right, thank, thank you. you. Tell me your name. Uh, my name's Eric. All right, Eric. Yeah. Um, what do you? Obviously, you're a, you're a big fan. You're out here going to a, a, a scrimmage in in the, in the rain. Kind of what do you what are you looking forward to this season? Is there anything big that you're uh, that you're excited about as FC Dallas kicks off the season? I'm pretty optimistic about the season. Uh, I feel like the team's going to take a big step forward from where they left off last year. I think they've added new players in all the right spots where they needed new players, and I think they're too deep everywhere. So. Um, I'm really optimistic. Is there, is there any player in particular that you're looking for to have a standout year this year? In particular, uh, I'm looking for Paxton to get healthy and break out. Oh, sure. Uh, I want to see more from Thomas Roberts. Uh, I want to see if uh, Cobra can maintain maintain something close to what he did at the end of last year. I don't think the pace <laughs> he had is yeah. sustainable, but you know, if he can approach half of that, we'll be such a better team. I, I, I would... Anyway. I would agree. Well, I think we're all excited. I appreciate you coming out here.